What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain, Garrett Morling, and here on the interwebs with me is the one, the only, Nerd Dads, Zetch Keenan. Hey, I'm back, and I'm happy to be here. How's it going, everybody? He's back and better than ever. I am. And uh, he really did not like... Now, I can't remember, did that happen on the show or off? I think that was after we recorded, where we kind of got in a little bit of fight about who was the bigger Batman (laughs) fan. And now I'm noticing behind you, (laughs) there is all of the Batman stuff. All of it. And Um, that's just like scratching the tip of the iceberg. You have to see the rest of my house. (laughs) I have walls dedicated to the man, the myth, the god. Batman, the Cape Crusader. You know that there's there's one time I actually had to uh, tell JJ that was actually what they called him back in the day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, pretty sure that's how it went. Kajoma uh, called you out on our Discord. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to Kajoma, Kajoma zero one. I think his whole name is yep. on uh yep on there. Last week on the episode, JJ said that Garrett didn't know who the Cape Crusader was, and Garrett's like, "Yeah, I do." And JJ was like, "We haven't recorded, bro." And I was like, all right, to any of our listeners out there who can actually hunt down the audio and tell us exactly where Garrett tells us that he doesn't know who the Cape Crusader is, I will personally mail them a sticker from Zero Gamer Boy store, and Kajoma came through. So, Like the next day. Well, I, my, the first thing yeah. that went through my head is like, doesn't he have anything better to do with his time? Like, come on, Kajoma. Like, you're already wasting your time listening to this podcast, and then you're going to go listen to old episodes? Oh, no. Maybe Man. he just got a memory of his, like a steel trap. Maybe. Because he was like, Maybe in the, got... the Discord, he's like, no, he did. I remember it. And then a few minutes later, he <laughs> finds the episode. <laughs> I, I, really hope, I really hope he started, ep- if he was started listening through episodes, I hope it was around like episode one and he worked his way up and he didn't start at like 71 and work his way all the way back to find it. Like, ah, there it is. Because it was like episode 10. It was episode 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. Uh, it was the craziest thing. So yeah, that shout out tough. to... Shout out to Kajoma01 for making me look like an idiot in the Discord. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> so, wait, yeah. thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> yeah. And, and even listening back to that, I'm like, okay, like I get my point across. It's not that I like was completely oblivious to it. I just obviously am not the biggest fan. So, like, I'd heard it, but wasn't, didn't know where it came from. I didn't fully understand it. So, just to, in defense, because I know not everyone's going to go back and listen to that clip, um, I <laughs> I just was a, a young, naive child just a mere year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm a man, so nice. I know everything. <laughs> Super Gamer Man. <laughs> yeah. No, JJ. that's, that's JJ's coined. title. That's JJ's title. No one can be a Super Gamer Man. Uh, uh, super, you could be a Super Gamer. You could be a Super Gamer Sage. Yeah. Oh, well, that one. Something there like we go. That. <laughs> Yeah, after the whole uh, lawsuit with JJ, you know, it's uh, can't. Uh, there's certain things I can and can't say. So you, I'll fill you. I'll fill you in, Zetch, uh, later on. I know you came in right. as a super gamer boy after the fact, so you're kind of living in a post uh, lawsuit world here. Um, <laughs> but uh, how's your how's your week been? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um, I want to mention so. Uh, I did a quick little review of Resident Evil 3 on my Nerd Dads Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Right? You can follow it at nerd underscore dads. And um, that it's mostly made for for dads. Like, I review the games as a dad, you know, from a dad's perspective. I mean, you can go anywhere. You can even come here and give it a review of a game as like, you know, oh, it's it's good or it's bad. But So the whole premise of it is for, it's for dads. 
So an, a fellow Instagrammer reached out to me on there. He said that I actually reviewed the game wrong. And so at first I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then he goes, he, he tells me why. And the reason why you, I reviewed Resident Evil 3 wrong is because Resident Evil 3, in his perspective, and this is his words, is it's meant to be played through several times over and over and over again, ever since Resident Evil 1. Like the whole point of the game is to see how fast you can beat it and how quickly and you can, how, how, how to get, how to get, achieve that S rank. You know, think of it as like my, from my perspective, my point of view, it'd be like playing like a Metroidvania game. The point of that game isn't just to blow through the story. It's to explore every nook and cranny to get a hundred percent, you know? So technically he, he's, he actually really opened up my mind about the way I thought of Resident Evil three in the sense that he's right. That game really is meant to be played through over and over again on like the hardest setting and trying to get all those unlockables. It's not meant to be a sit down, beat it in six hours and move on to the next game. It really is meant to be a game you run through over and over again. Right. His name is uh, the real gaming dad on Instagram. And he's actually, he's a really cool dude. I recommend you guys go check him out. Uh, any of our listeners. Um, he's also cool. a, a big time uh, Xbox fan. So I'm just, just saying. Don't go follow um, him. Yeah. He's, Don't do he it. Seems like a, He's he's an excellent fella. He's a nice guy, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good interaction I've had with uh, with him on there. So it was pretty nice. Yeah. It's almost like I feel like a lot of game the gaming community can be kind of um, aggressive in our point of view. Yeah, I'm not saying I get <laughs> to aggressive. say the least to say the least. <laughs> um, so it was really nice actually just having like a cool conversation with the guy about a game. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I I actually kind of agree with him, especially after. Obviously, when I was a kid, I was too young to play them originally. But even like Resident Evil 2, like, yeah, that one was one I did play over and over and over again. I loved it. But yeah. that's that's still technically to me a flaw in 3 is that it didn't feel replayable to me. I finished it. I'm like, no, I don't really want to play it. Like, it wasn't fun enough for me to keep playing it. But no, that's interesting yeah. that, yeah, that that technically should be, you know, kind of a facet that you take into, um, you know, when you're reviewing that game so huh yeah that's cool that's, that's awesome you reached out though that's really cool so thanks for uh reaching out and setting such straight uh, the real gaming dad <laughs> yeah man anytime anytime you find me of course you just let me know you know <laughs> call them out boys yeah uh and ladies um already let's see oh whoa where are you i'm lost my uh i lost my spot over here i don't know what's going on um, oh, man. oh no so I guess I didn't say how my week's been. My week's been yeah. good. It's uh, it's it's going. It's going good. Let's just put it at that. I guess I don't know. <laughs> There's not much more I really want to elaborate on on a podcast, but um, it's been busy, uh, a little bit stressful, and uh, yeah, it's going. It's uh, for <laughs> the times we're living in, it's going pretty good. Uh, the weekend was pretty good. I, mean, I got to play a lot of Final Fantasy VII, so that was nice, um, and got to play some uh war zone with my buds uh friday night i played i feel bad on a saturday my buddy derek won the play but at that point so i didn't get to play any video games last week because it was just so busy um so friday night i played finally with my friends doing some war zone and then saturday i was just like hey bud like derek was like couldn't we play war zone i'm like 
I haven't touched Final Fantasy VII, and we're supposed to talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> so I need to put some hours into this thing. So I felt really bad. Sorry, Derek. But yes, yeah, so that was like my Saturday and 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 Sunday. I know it's like one of those things where it's cool that you know I get to do this for the podcast. Like. Wow. It's an easy excuse for me to tell my wife and she's just like, okay, it's for the podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> but that's only going to go so but, far. But when I give it, yeah. <laughs> right. But when I give it, when I give that excuse to friends, it's hard, especially when they want to play video games, but it's like, no, I, I need to play a different video game. Unfortunately, like <laughs> that's sometimes crappy, but I mean, we'll talk about later, but final fantasy seven is, uh, doing some stuff for me. I'll tell you that. Um, but cool. Uh, Let's. Uh, I'm just going to touch on a couple things before we get into uh, the fun part of the show. Uh, although I think this is pretty fun. Patreon.com/slash/SuperGamerBoys. If you can go over there and support us, that'd be awesome. We're going to talk more about it later on the show. Uh, but first off, before we do anything else, I want to shout out our Patreon sponsors. We have Bill Bird, Julie Bates, Dustin Long, and Brent Fox. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, it's huge. Uh, it's really awesome having you guys, uh, helping us out. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, and all you Patreon supporters, you guys are awesome. So, uh, and if you haven't already go check us out, supergamerboys.com slash, uh, store this last week, I actually updated a bunch of our merch. I put Zetch's face on it all. So I want a sticker. our sticker has Zetch's face now. Our mug mug has Zetch's face on it now. Uh, and uh, I don't think I added you to anything else, but I also added a new t-shirt. Okay. I added a new t-shirt, which was like, it was one of those things where it hit me over the last week. I'm like, huh, this is like a super like random, like inside joke tying kind of thing that we talked about in an episode I don't know, forever ago. Like we talked about for like two or three episodes. Or I'm going to make this shirt. I'm going to make this shirt. Or like, we should do this. And it just never happened. And finally, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I know it's like totally random, but I'm going to do it. So I made a t-shirt and a poster. <laughs> it says Super Gamer Boys for President 2020. So go check that out if you nice. want one of those. <laughs> How I much figured, are those? Uh, t-shirts are like 20 bucks. And... Uh, Posters like 15. I literally, so the way our merch stores work for any of you new listeners, uh, I have it set up so we don't really make much money off it. Like maybe like a dollar or maybe $2, like, because my goal isn't necessarily to make money, money. I just want to make cool merch that you guys can wear and support our podcast, like show it off, get people to hear and, you know, see it and then listen to it. So go check it out. Supergamerboys.com slash store. And that's why I'm voting for you for president. So I need to vote for it because we're all about the, we're all about the gamers. All about like the Xbox. gamers. Gamers first. <laughs> <sighs> I walked into that one. Alrighty. <laughs> it's time for the nerdy nudes. I guess you All have right. to do it because JJ's not here, so you got to do the thing. All right. How should I do this? It's time for the nerdy nudes. <laughs> Okay, that was very my, good. Uh, that was very good. <laughs> I like that. I think here's a theater coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, JJ will appreciate that one too. That was very good. Um, he might actually, you know, pass that job off to him. Oh, by the way, we haven't oh. addressed it at all. By the way, JJ's not here for you audio listeners. That's why I haven't introduced him. <laughs> That's why it's been like weirdly quiet. <laughs> like we've just been acting like everyone watches on YouTube, but 
some of the audio listeners are probably thinking like, ah, oh, JJ's been really quiet. Maybe they had his mute, his mic, uh, mic muted accidentally. <laughs> no, he, uh, he had something come up and he's not available tonight to record, but, uh, that's one of the many perks of having a third super gamer boy is that, uh, you know, we can, uh, call audibles like that and the show still goes on. So, um, cool. Well, this first news story uh, is kind of a big one, which is funny because <laughs> so a little behind the scenes, um, obviously our Patreon supporters at the $5 level and above already know this because they can see the show notes. But originally on the show notes, I'd put our first news story it was a really, really interesting and funny story about the new Cooking Mama game. Like, did you read through that story, Zetch? Like yeah, it, it's kind of bizarre. Like it's kind of a crazy thing. It it's like, like what? Like what's crazy conspiracy theorist like theory? Like the game was know, released mis- and they recalled it. And- yeah, it was all this crazy stuff where like it got released and then it wasn't released. And then some people are saying it's uh, data or it's mining Bitcoin on the background on your Switch and all this crazy stuff. Like it's the most bizarre story. But I later was like. Oh, wait, there was like an actual important news story that came out last week that we should probably talk about. Um, and that is Sony plans limited PlayStation 5 output in the first year. This comes from Ta- Takashi Mochizuki and Yuki Furukawa. Sorry, excuse me. Yuki Furukawa over at Bloomberg. Um, so this, last. This is uh, what's that? This is the link that I posted or is this the direct Bloomberg article? This is a direct Bloomberg article. Um, I did after I added the, uh, whatchamacallit, I realized that, oh yeah, this is the article that you posted about in the, in the topic thing. But, uh, so I, no, I did not use your link. Uh, this is, uh, directly from the source though, from the horse's mouth. Uh, Bloomberg writes, Sony Corp plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in its first year than it had for the previous generation console's launch. According to people familiar with the matter, the Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch, the people said, asking not to be identified because the subject is private. The global, global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but it's but not its production capacity, they added. The company has told assembly partners it would make five to six million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year, in the whole year, ending March 2020. Okay, in the fiscal year. So I guess it's not the whole year. If it comes out in November, that's like December, January, February, March, like four months. Okay, so five to six million units in the first four or five months, according to other people involved in the machine su- supply chain. When Sony released a PlayStation 4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. So uh, this is a little bit of a ramp down, not too much, but uh, the PS5's loftier price tag may also deter initial take-up. Game developers who have been creating titles for the next PlayStation anticipate its price to be in the region of 499 499 to $549. In Bloomberg's uh, intelligence, Bloomberg Intelligence's Matthew Kenterman points to increased component costs pushing up the price required for Sony to break even. Sony has struggled with its price-setting decision for the PS5 because of scarce components, Bloomberg News has reported. The Sony spokesperson declined to comment. It shares or, its shares were largely unchanged in afternoon trade. Um, and the article kind of goes on and on talking about how the PS4 
currently sells for 300 the ps4 pro is for 400 um yeah there's not really much more pertaining to the ps5 but uh this is kind of uh oh except for this point this, this little part here i think both the ps5 and xbox series x may end up at that 450 even though they would lose money at that price this is from damien thong an analyst at uh Mercury, uh capital so uh just a uh, a, an an analyst who apparently works more with like the tech industry and stuff seems to think both companies will cut it low and just take a huge loss. But um, that's a big loss, though. Like if it's, it's a fat loss. like four ninety nine to five fifty worth of components, at least, and they're gonna. This person seems to think they'll cut it to four fifty. Like, what? What do you think that? I don't know. How do you, how do you think that works? How, do, how does that work in your head? Like what what are your thoughts well, when, you're, when you're here in this stuff? Make like five, 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 five to six million in, in the first fiscal in those first four months, basically first five so months. Five million times a loss of fifty dollars per unit. It's a lot of money. Stacks up quick. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think it would be. I think they're kind of they're going to hurt either way because if think xbox all they would need to do i mean even if xbox isn't the console that everybody like wants around the holidays and everybody still wants the playstation 5 if the xbox is cheaper like say xbox does come in at that 400 to 450 dollar range people are going to go out and buy that xbox yeah even if especially since xbox is offering all that backwards compatibility yeah um, my um one quick thing uh how much like have we heard how much the xbox series x is going to be because based off of at least the specs we've seen they're extremely similar and xbox even has more powerful in some yeah. cases so they're going to be taking a huge loss too which is crazy so, although they have they have the services to cover the price in in a way but yeah. still like that's huge <laughs> well i know i know my man phil my man yeah. phil spencer you know head buddy. of xbox yeah you're yeah. close friends with him Pretext. He uh, he was saying that they don't have any plans to not produce, and he didn't make any comments about scarcity of parts that I can recall. Um, so, but either either way, I think we're going to see both companies have to take a loss in order to sell units. I mean, Sony already did it already with the PS3, if you remember. Like their systems were already super expensive, and they had yeah. they were selling for five hundred dollars a piece, up to six. And they were already taking losses on those things. So taking a loss initially out the gate isn't something that companies are not used to doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think if they're going to stay competitive and they're going to keep, if they want that install base from a PS4 user to a PS5 user, they might have to. They got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're not worried about people switching over right from that then they can totally run it at five hundred dollars and still be okay, because ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to end up selling a really cheap PlayStation Four around the holidays, especially if they have a ton of them left. Like mm -hmm. you can, I bet you're going to see PlayStation Fours drop down to like two hundred dollars and with, with a bundle. Oh, I mean Black Friday the last two years they've had bundles for like two or two fifty, and it comes with three games like God yeah. of War, Spider Man, and like last of us or i mean like uncharted 4 or something like that <laughs> like so yeah. it's already like drop into those prices but um i feel like did i read it or did i was was it later on the story i might have missed it 
Um, you keep talking, saying your thing. I need to find something. Yeah. So like they're going to, Sony's going to come out of this on top any, either way, whether they sell it at cost, whether they sell it at, lo- at a loss, because they're going to ship so many PS4s during the holidays that they're going to make up for that loss. Yeah. And that's actually, that's okay. I, I, I found that paragraph here. So it's the very next paragraph I didn't read. Uh, oh. Sony's strategy, according to several people familiar with its plan, will be to rely on incumbent PlayStation 4 models as a bridge to get new users onto the PlayStation's platform network services while the PS5 remains in limited supply. So not only are they relying on the PS4 to continue to make sales, um, like hardware-wise, like selling actual consoles, but, I mean, from that sentence, from those people on the inside, it sounds like they're trying to come up with new services to also hey those services will be compatible on both ps4 and ps5 and so if you have a ps4 you're going to have access to them uh, as a sign up form which is interesting it's like what what more are they going to start doing like i mean last year was it last year yeah we heard about them uh they're teaming up with microsoft to use their azure servers to improve their streaming software does that mean they're going to you know rebrand their playstation now to uh finally be you know more like game pass or does that mean they're just gonna change how playstation plus works um i don't know yeah it'll be interesting it's kind of interesting uh speaking of playstation now just real quick because i don't think i have any anywhere else in the show notes it's on sale right now Uh, if you guys are interested at all i know i've like preaches to the choir or not preaches the choir uh I totally messed up that that phrase there, so just forget I ever said that. Uh, <laughs> I've been preaching it from the hilltops is what I was trying to <laughs> there get There it is. <laughs> preaching it from the hilltops that s- streaming future is here, especially on Sony. People have been missing out on it. I'm not going to lie. Game Pass is amazing. I have it on my PC. I love it, um, which that doesn't even use streaming. It's all you have to install on the computer. But uh, Game Pass is the greatest. Game Pass is great. But greatest playstation now has a massive library and just i'm just stating facts here this isn't any like jab at xbox or anything there's technically more titles on playstation now than game pass um uh, very very good titles uh (laughs) and uh so normally it's 60 bucks for an entire year it's on sale right now for i believe it was just 42.99 um so i obviously immediately went out and signed up for it because I've been wanting to pull the trigger for so long for PlayStation now. I'm like, oh, I need it. I want it. Like, Because there's so many awesome PS3 games that I can never play again unless I buy PS3. And I'm like, oh, it's 40 bucks and then I can, you know, jump in and play them anytime I want. That's that's awesome. That sounds great. So, Yeah. So that's awesome because I actually kind of want to try PlayStation now. And I know I give you a lot of crap about Metal Gear Solid, but I actually do want to check it out because it the lore is pretty interesting and the art is really cool. And the game gets a lot of accolades from a lot of people, not just you. But um, and I actually did enjoy Metal Gear Solid Five for what it's worth. Like, the, I didn't get a chance to beat it yet, but I really do like the aesthetic, the world, the acting, and yeah. I like Death Stranding. So yeah, check it out. Although the first yeah, one isn't on there. That's that's the, like the unfortunate thing is the first Metal Gear isn't on uh PS now cuz it's a PS1 game. They don't have is PS1 it, games on there. What is the first Metal Gear? Is it Metal Gear or is it Metal Gear Solid? Cuz I remember Me- Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid, yeah, on PS1. Okay. Yeah, Metal Gear on Game Boy. That's I mean 
Yeah, that's it's almost uh there's it's technically the first one, but it's not the first one of the Metal Gear Solid story. There's a there's a storyline that's being followed in Solid um where in Metal Gear I guess it also follows the same kind of story and characters too, but it's yeah. Okay. It's I don't know. I don't think it's if you if you just played Metal Gear Solid the Solid series 1 2 3 and 4 you'd get everything you need. <laughs> you don't need to play the Game Boy games or or were that what, what they were they they were on other consoles as, as well, right? I'm trying to think what other console they're on. I I played them a little bit of them on uh on Game Boys where I mainly PSP. played them. Yeah, no, I mean I mean okay, yeah, like ports of them, but they're originally on like the original Game Boy. Well, wasn't uh Guns of the Patriots which Metal Gear game I think that was on PSP it was like PSP exclusive. Oh, you're thinking of like Metal Gear um Peace Walker. Peace Walker, that's it. Which yeah. that's that's a really good one too. I started playing that one a little bit. It's on, that one's on PlayStation now. That one is on there. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh because it, well, because on PlayStation now what they have is they actually have the HD collection that was on 360 and PS3. Um they have that whole disc set on PS now. So you can play 2, you can play 3, and you can play Peace Walker all in one. Hmm. Uh you know one stream or one one disc or whatever that's cool. but anyways uh that's not part of the news but it is go check it out go get sign up for that because and you don't have to have a playstation use playstation now if you have a dualshock 4 controller which you can get those off amazon for 30 40 bucks they're on sale once in a while um you can there's a playstation now app for your pc you can play around your computer so even if you don't even own a playstation you could be playing amazing playstation titles right now they actually have spider-man and control for free on there so you can play spider-man control. control and i forget that there's there's three playstation like some bigger playstation games that are i know uncharted is on there it was in horizon zero down on there well it, it's like a time to cycle thing like every three or four months they cycle it out so like they got rid of horizon zero down and got a war and now it's spider-man control and something else but yeah go check it out it's good stuff um but yeah, so I think it kind of concludes our Sony talk, though. Like, basically, there's not going to be as many PlayStations. It's going to be hard to get your hands on one. Well, that's the thing. I get, you know what? That's kind of an interesting thought, though. If they are so expensive and their idea is to kind of tide people over by providing things still for the PS4, do you think it's still going to be a mad dash to try to get one of these? Like, because I'd love to get a PS5 at launch. I've never bought a game console at launch. Is it going to be that difficult for me to to get a hold of one of these do you think uh yeah you'll have some hardcore people out there that are gonna do what they can to get the hands on one for sure i mean think about the wii remember the wii launched there was like yeah. very few a very short supply you could get a wii for months for months yeah. i had to buy my wii literally <laughs> off a guy out of his trunk to get <laughs> a wii <laughs> and awesome. on the day the day of launch i was like awesome the wii has arrived i'm gonna go get it I can't wait to play that Zelda game, Twilight Princess. Remember Twilight Princess? Mm-hmm. And um, I went down to the store with my dad because I was like, hey, dad, you want to go with me? I'm going to go down to the... I was in college. I already had saved up a bunch of money to get it. And um, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. So we go down to Best Buy. Didn't have any Wii's, but I bought Twilight Princess. We went to like another store, went to like, Walmart, went to Target, went to like Toys R Us. Nobody had Wii's. So I had a copy of Twilight Princess for like three or four months before I had an actual Wii to play it on. <laughs> That's awesome. Jeez. So. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess, yeah, my th- 
my initial thought with that was like, oh, well, if it is so expensive, maybe it'll be a little easier to get your hands on. But no, there's still, there's people who scalp them and that's, they make a livings off of that. Like, you know, they'll buy 15 yeah. of them and then sell them on eBay for a thousand dollars a piece. Cause they know, they think, they hope it's the hot ticket item that year, which I don't know, maybe a lot of them will lose out because yeah. <laughs> all, the parent, all the parents are like, I'm not spending 500 bucks on a console, <laughs> 550 bucks, whatever it ends up being. You know, they did so, it for the PS3 back in the day. Just saying. Yeah, and, yeah, and they made tons of money off that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yeah. Uh, the next news story uh, is this one I want to touch on real quick. I don't necessarily have uh, my own personal spin on a lot of this stuff uh we're not journalists uh we don't claim to be journalists <laughs> we're just a couple of dudes who talk into a microphone uh but uh jason schreier uh some of you may recognize that name we mentioned a lot probably most weeks for news stories that we pull um jason schreier is leaving kotaku uh citing geo media as a reason so this article comes from the washington post which is pretty crazy the washington post did a whole write-up on jason schreier pretty long uh write-up actually so if you're interested uh, go check that out it's kind of a lot of history and different things that's been going on but jason schreier a journalist known in the video games industry for covering working conditions inside tight-lipped game development studios announced his resignation from the video game site uh, news site kotaku on thursday citing dissatisfaction with the ownership and direction of parent company geo media Schreier, who will soon take a position with another company uh, he declined to detail, is the latest uh, of several Kotaku employees to depart the company while invoking GO as a predominant reason, which uh, Schreier just updated today on Twitter. It was today or yesterday, one of those. Uh, he actually is going to Bloomberg to work with their tech uh, news side. So that'll be pretty sweet. So we're still going to get him in the industry. He's landing on his feet. He's already had something lined up. He's, he's probably had this lined up for a while now. And it's just like, okay, now I'm pulling the trigger. Peace. <laughs> Boom, uh, drop the mic. I'm out. Yeah. But uh, Kotaku has been owned and operated by private equity-backed Geo Media since 2019 when it was sold by Univision, uh, along with other sites formerly under the Gawker banner. Um, the, net, the site network, which includes Gizmodo and The Onion, uh, to name a few, has gone through a series of tumultuous ownership and business changes, most notably after the landmark Hulk Hogan invasion of privacy lawsuit that shut down its original ownership in 2016. So I know this article goes on for a long time. And basically the gist of it is that, uh, well, right here, Schreier said his breaking point was when Deadspin, uh, which was one of the other news sites under the umbrella, fired senior editor Barry Pachesky for disagreeing with a management mandate to stick to sports which angered journalists on staff who had cultivated a reputation for aggressive off-color reporting and eccentric commentary. They argued it would betray the online readership and community born out of their past work. So basically, uh, Geo Media came in as like, no, like to this one news site, this sports site that's under their umbrella is like, no, stick to sports. Like, we don't want your commentary. We don't want your BS. Like, just give us straight news. And they're like, uh, no, that's not what we do. We haven't done that for years. Like, why would we? So there's been a lot of internal crap going on over there. So first is at first it was a sad story because we we're all like, oh no, we're gonna lose Jason. <laughs> like he's the he's the best, best of the best out there. He's broken some huge news stories uh, as far as um, you know exposing uh, companies who are very heavily like were 
pushing crunch culture, uh, overworking their uh, employees, and also some major you know leaks and stuff like that. He's he's usually pretty big, uh, but you know, congratulations to Jason. Now that we know he's going over to Bloomberg and staying in the industry, so that's exciting. Yeah. So and I don't know. I don't. I I'm curious how much longer like. Kotaku and all the other geo media like sites continue on because by the sounds of this article, it's just a slow trickle of all the employees from all the sites are just bailing because no one yeah. wants to deal with their BS. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It sucks, but, but there's what it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, we're not necessarily experts or journalists in the matter, so I don't have like a huge opinion, but it is kind of, I don't know, interesting to see how much longer sites like that stick through it when all their journalists are like uh no you suck <laughs> like this is <Yeah>. crappy <laughs> uh, uh let's get into the next story this is actually from gizmodo one of those uh <laughs> geo media sites so here we are supporting the bad guy hmm. whoops uh <laughs> uh sony jason schreier <laughs> wait a second <laughs> Uh, Sony's patented a fuzzy robot to be your supportive gaming buddy. Sony, I, <laughs> I love the picture on the patent. There's an actual picture on the site. Can you share your screen to show it? Oh, I might be able to. Hang on. Uh, ignore the tabs. They're All right, not... ignore the tabs, people. I'm just kidding. I don't have anything that bad in my tabs. Turn on screen share. Oh, this may or may not work. Oh boy. It's about to get oh. crazy. We're gonna test this live. So many things can fail. Oh, Whoa. No. It's like it's like Zetch Inception right now. <laughs> it's like a happening? Zetch within a Zetch. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this is so bad. You failed. Yeah, I am. Can you what see that? What the heck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Do you see it, your little cloud buddy? <laughs> little cloud buddy. There some he is. Weird couple kissing on the side of the screen. Yeah, it's. Wow. I don't know. It's it's for <laughs> it's for another news story. Io nine. Oh, and the Westworld West reveal, reveal was more than, than just a Game of Thrones cameo. It's showing. It's some old MGM movie. It looks like it's from like the fifties or something. Oh my gosh. Anyways, anyway, back to our uh, story at hand. Story at hand. Man, this is this technology is blowing my mind. Look at all my stuff on my desktop. Fuzzy cloud could be your gaming buddy for those of you with no friends great now my camera's not working hey i'm back uh it's gonna be hard to edit in later um cool so yeah (laughs) sony's most famous robot is probably i don't know how to pronounce that it's an a but it's not there's no line in the a it's an upside down v uh but Abo, Ibo, I'm clicking on it now. It's a dog. They have a dog robot. Okay. So yeah, Sony's most favorite famous robot is probably Ibo, but a new released patent hints that the company is also working on a fuzzy little guy to keep gamers company on the couch. The Sony patent describes the robot as a feeling deduction unit. 
But in plain speak, it looks like Sony is tinkering with another companion bot that can empathize and build long-term relationships. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. While pant draw drawings can be crude, the cloud-like silhouette clearly indicates a cuddly texture. And while it has no mouth... Ooh, I didn't notice that until I said that. That's terrifying. It's just two big eyes with no mouth. Um, while it has no mouth, the eyes are just big and stupid enough that I involuntarily let out an ah at first sight. Plus, when you have... Ever when have you ever known a Japanese company to utterly fail at making something cute and lovable? Every time. Every they time. all look creepy and freaky. Remember the Furby? The Furby Remember Furby? Yes. Oh, no. That thing wanted to eat you, okay? The, the, okay, so the Furby was just a, like, a Gen 1, like, uh, gremlin. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's all it was. Like, I never understood it that. I'm a, like, it's not a Furby. It's just a, it's a gremlin. It's just a pink gremlin. Like, you just... Took a Here's gremlin and painted it pink. And now they're given they're given a weird cloud thing an AI. Yeah, so I that's that's it. what it says here. It's going to use microphones, biometric and motion sensors, motors and cameras to analyze a person's emotions and behaviors and then react accordingly. The patent says the robot could potentially identify various emotions such as joy, anger, love and surprise based on how you react to content or even the robot itself. Uh for instance, okay, so this is where it starts getting crazy. There's some, patent, first there's some, it's just a patent. Grant, this is nothing like, hey, this is coming out. Sony's making this tomorrow. Yeah, but it's still weird that they spent the money and time to to pay for this patent. So, for instance, according to the patent, if you take your dandy time charging the robot after it's notified you, the robot will take that to mean that you don't love it, and that in turn may result in the robot being less likely to cheer you on when you play games. And that's when you get murdered and you're <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. I'm like this is a murder bot. Like, if you mistreat it, you're going to wake up and this big fuzzy cloud's going to be like on your chest with a knife. Like yeah. that's what's going to happen. You're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to see like a spear or javelin right through your television. Like, "Oh, you don't love me? Well, take this." I'll take away your video games. Oh, it says that also applies to if you kick the robot as opposed to petting it or telling it to be quiet when it interacts with you. Though, why would anyone be so mean? <laughs> this is a real thing we're reading right now. We're not making any of this up. This is no, an this actual is, patent from Sony. At, Let at first, that sink in. <laughs> at first, it seemed like a late April Fool's joke or something. I'm like, no, this is this is real. This is a real thing. Today's, today's 420, though. It is 420, so maybe so, there I mean, is something to this. It could be this. a 420 joke. I did see. I mean, IGN. Uh, IGN put out a the Xbox the Mandalorian. One? No, the Mandalorian one. Did you see the Mandalorian trailer? No, I didn't. I saw the Xbox Series X. The <laughs> Xbox Series Double XL. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Go watch the. Go over to IGN and watch their Mandalorian season two trailer. <laughs> it's really good. Oh man, yeah, I need to check out the Xbox one too. This, um, it's like four hundred percent bigger, so they show like the regular size, and then it blows up to like this huge tower. Yes. <laughs> That's it, was, so it was like a pyramid from egypt <laughs> nice um yeah where was it it's not in this article i was reading another article where basically yeah if you this like this has got to be a 420 joke if you treat it really poorly um like it starts like ignoring you or like not being as supportive or not being kind like basically if you're starting treating it like a jerk like it's going to treat you like a jerk back i'm like what is the point of this? Like, why would you want that? Why would I buy a little robot that if I start getting a little snarky with it, it's going to fight me back? <laughs> like, that's just so weird. It's a joke. It's just got to be a joke. I it can't. I mean, it, you think. I'll put hang on. on. I'm clicking. No, I clicked right here. I Five bucks next week. It's a joke. I There's a direct link to the patent, the, the USPTO.gov. This is the patent office. 
Government website. I'm looking at the patent here. You're freaking kidding. Uh, okay, you know what? Screen share one more time. We're going to... Ah, this thing's so stupid. Uh, application window. Uh, Windows. Oh, you see this? my word. PDF AIW.USPTO.gov. See that up there? And then over here, United States Patent, Patent Application Publication. Uh, this was published on April 16th, so it's just four days old. Um, there's that beautiful picture we saw earlier. Oh, my gosh. And then, uh, yeah, let me fix this for the recording. It'll be easier Who to do Who are they this making this for, then? And then uh, there's also, oh, it's sideways, but there's a, the cloud sitting on the I couch next to someone playing a video game. Uh, there's cameras, there's control units, there's mechanisms. What? This is, this is like, oh, wait a second. That's an Oculus. That's a, that's, that's a, a PSVR. PSVR. That's a PSVR. Oh boy, we're getting deep in this now. What in the world is this man doing while you're in VR? I don't like this at all. I don't want to take my eyes off this thing. Why would I put a mask on <laughs> my head? Never, I'm never getting one of these. This is the, that would be the biggest waste of money and time. Like, I don't need a friend that bad. I got my wife. I got my three kids. I, I'm set. I'm set for an audience. If I need someone to watch me play video games, I can just ask any of my kids to come in. Yeah, I don't know who this is uh, geared towards because, yeah, it seems like based off of the fact that it's so... <sighs> get a pet. Just get a dog or a cat. I don't know. Don't get it, this. Because... It just seems too, it's too weird for a kid to have it. Like, I would not want my kid to have it. It's its too smart for a kid, but it's also too smart for an adult, too. <laughs> and weird. Yeah. I, I, like a cute, imagine me, like, going to work and cu carrying this cute, cuddly little cloud like, oh, with me to work. Like, Sorry, I actually stepped on it this morning. I have to work double time to make it feel like I'm nice to it again. Yeah, it wasn't. it's not this article. Someone else, I was listening to another podcast talk about it. They had a different article, but actually talked about how like if it does not feel loved. Like, yeah, it, it like, I mean, right at the beginning, it says that uh, it's the goal of it, like the, the purpose of it is to build long-term relationships. That's such it, an existential question. Like how do you right? get, how do you train a robot to feel loved? <laughs> you got to program the five different love languages into it. Apparently. That's terrifying is what it is. I That's don't know how I feel scary. about it. What if the robot doesn't speak your love language? Yeah, right. You're really, <laughs> you're really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I you didn't get any gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no man uh it's scary so there, there's that so look forward to that coming to a store near you uh this holiday season no i don't know that for sure it doesn't say that in the article but i really hope not sorry for you audio listeners you get to miss out uh, although you can go to supergamerboys.com slash youtube and check this out um or just type in sony fuzzy robot and be prepared to be terrified yeah um Cool. Doesn't have a mouth, and it doesn't, oh, have yeah. any, I think... it doesn't have any thumbs, so you know it can't pick up any knives or guns. Okay, I, that's probably on purpose, <laughs> in case the AI gets too smart. It's like we don't want to take any chances. We don't want a Chucky situation here. It unites all the other robots in a world domination. <laughs> oh no! It sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, so Rick crazy. and Morty, they're going to have a lot of fun with that robot when it, if it comes out. 
Oh man, I I hope they do. I'm telling you, Morty, this is not a joke, Morty. <laughs> oh gee, I don't know, Rick. It's just a robot. We're just playing games together. Yeah, sure. You're playing games now. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so good. Cool. Well, let's uh, get into our last news story here. Um, so this is actually a story, uh, one we cut last week, and I'm glad I did because just like I predicted, it developed further. So last week, we got a simple tweet uh, on the crisis uh, Twitter that just said, uh, like, I forget what he even said. I can't find the tweet now, but like incoming transmission or yeah, something like that. Something like, like It was like very simple. It was just like, or like uh, downloading, downloading data or something like that. Very, that was it. It was just like, Oh, receiving data is two yes, words. They have not tweeted since December 13th of 2016. So their first tweet and what's that? Like three years. 2016 is four years. Ish. Uh, but, but December. So like three and a few months, So five years, five years. So their first tweet <laughs> in five years <laughs> is receiving data all caps. And then the next day they put out a tweet that said, Hey, nomad, you're still with us? Question mark. And then April 16th, they announced cloak disengaged. You've been asking, you've been waiting today. The wait, that wait is over. It's coming. Crisis remastered on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox one. And for the very first time on the Nintendo switch platform, it's going to run like crap on the switch. That's what I'm thinking. So there's not much really, is there something really good at porting? So I hear the Witcher port really isn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's just like horrible yeah, graphic-wise, but like as far as like textures and stuff, it's really like down-resed. But I mean, yeah. it's I've heard it runs all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they did, uh, where does it say? In the news story, it should say here. Um, in the headline, it says, it doesn't say in the article. Oh, right here. So according to the official description on the site, Crisis Remastered will have new graphic features, higher quality textures, and CryEngine's native hardware and API agnostic ray tracing solution. So, yeah, I... I no, I, was anyone really clamoring for this? I don't know. Like, maybe there's a ton of people out there who are clamoring was, for this game. I forgot game. about that game. But, uh, it's an amazing game. My... The biggest thing I'm interested in is when this game came out, though, it was known as like, like it just like killed PCs. Like there wasn't hardly a PC out there that could run the thing. Like it yeah. was, it was known it was as a, a it, it was a graphical benchmark. Like if your computer could run it, you were probably working on a supercomputer at NASA or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my thought is like, first off, is it going to, do you think they beef it up enough to like, is it going to struggle on like today's PCs um, in even if it doesn't, you know, even if it runs just fine on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, how in the world are they going to make it run on Switch? Like, if 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 the base game that came out what ten years ago uh, was crashing systems, how in the world are they going to make it run on a Nintendo Switch, a remastered, like upgraded version? Like, that just seems. Yeah, I don't know. I was listening to another podcast about it uh, this morning, actually, and they were saying that. The game itself isn't going to be like a, a remake, like Final Fantasy VII or the Resident Evil Two or Three. It's they're they're just beefing it up and they're re, basically Strictly it's a remaster. Yeah, re, yeah, it's a remaster with some really high quality textures. Okay, but there is uh, you just listed it. I think of it, but it's basically like an API that they built that will run 
Um, if I understood what they're talking about correctly, it should for graphic cards that don't have that are capable of ray tracing, but don't have the ray tracing enabled or something like that. It's like an API that will basically circumvent that and activate ray tracing for the game itself. Oh wow! So you can get ray tracing quality in the game, even if you don't have a graphical card that's typically yeah compatible with it. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I, that uh, seems like it's a lot of stress on a graphics card, though. Like, it sounds like it's asking to start bricking systems. <laughs> yeah, it, well, <laughs> I mean, they obviously have a way to do it to make sure it doesn't break. I think right. I forgot exactly exactly how they explain it. But basically, say all that to say, one way or another, it will support ray tracing. And so that game already looks pretty good. It Even looks if you really go good. back to it now, it still looks pretty oh. good. Yeah, I was looking at it uh last week when those tweets were first coming out you can find like go to youtube and look it up like a modern day pc running it at like ultra the highest specs and like and modded so with like you know higher graphical settings and stuff and it still looks freaking amazing like well, they already for, had a remaster of it that came out they had an hd remaster that came out like on xbox and playstation back in the day right just for xbox and PS3? Three. No, that's not right. Because it was originally a PS3 and... Or no, it was originally a PC game. And then it came to PS3 and Xbox 360 later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But so again, like it was... It, was that a remaster though or just a port? I don't think it was a remaster. It was an... They dropped an HD uh, textures to it. Because huh. if you think about it, when that game came out, there was no HD. Right. Huh. Interesting. So they ended up making it... They made it an HD remaster of it, which looked great. And then they made yeah. it, they're going to make another one that's going to have ray tracing. So, Even problem is, is, is this, I don't know if this is a game that I want to spend any more time on again, just because I want to see. No one play. Here's the thing Yes, graphics are awesome. Yes, graphics make games look good, and graphics can help you get immersed into a game. But after you beat that game, and it still plays the same. They haven't changed any of the mechanics or given you any real reason to actually go back through. I'm kind of like, I'm out. Like, unless those mechanics are really good, like Doom, okay? After you beat Doom, like, hey, go back through and play with all the cheat codes on. It's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll go do that. You know, it's not like, hey, go play it through again. It's going to look a little better this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I, I, I come out on this. I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend the money or time to play through Crisis again. I haven't yeah. played the first one all the way. I just kind of started it. Yeah, I feel like I never completely finished it, honestly. Like, I played for a little bit. I, my buddy had it, played on PS3 for a while. I'm like, oh, this is fun enough. Yeah. Um, and it looked beautiful, obviously, even on PS3. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting if it's how it holds up, like, story-wise, gameplay-wise, that type of thing. Um, yeah. There is a little comment here. Uh, so if you support us at the... Uh, uh, $5 or above level, you can get the show notes early, like I mentioned earlier, and uh, over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. And Derek Peterson commented and just said, Hunt Showdown is better. <laughs> so if you don't know, uh, Crisis is made by Crytek, is the name of the development studio, and that's also the name of their... Um, engine. Their game engine that they build their games and everything out of. And so Hunt Showdown, made by Crytek, made in the Crytek engine beautiful 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 game um but i don't know we'll have to wait and see and put them pit them against each other see how 
uh, they actually stand up because Hunt is pretty pretty amazing looking, but uh, we'll see uh, if yeah. it's how it stands up against a remaster of one of the best looking games of all time, kind of thing in its time. Yeah. Um, but and Hunt Showdown, that's a fun game. It's a fun game. I don't know how how it'll yeah it'll be interesting <laughs> how uh, thinking more about gameplay yeah how crisis will will update that because i'm trying to remember even like control wise like was it pretty standard because it's a first person game was it pretty was it pretty standard like first person controls then or was there i'm trying to remember if there was any like weird weird gimmicks and stuff because i feel like during that time there was a lot of gimmicky things like that the premise of it was that you're basically a super soldier that has a suit and the suit can switch between like you know your melee options your stealth options and like i think like speed was like another one so you can go really fast um, so the mechanic, the main mechanic the game center around was being able to switch between these different, um, suit abilities. Okay. So right. it'll, you know, so I see the two, one or two things happening here. First of all, this game came out when I was in high school and it's a shot for them to revitalize a game that might appeal to another group, another, basically like a new generation of gamers. But they're going to have to do a whole lot to really get, like that generation of gamers isn't going to understand what made Crisis so good back in the day. Like Crisis wasn't just you know the end all be all in terms of graphics; it was the end all be all in terms of FPS gaming on PC. Like, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't realize this game came out in two thousand seven. I yeah. was fourteen years old. Two thousand six. I would have been. Uh, I graduated in 2006, so I would have been actually a year into college when that game came out. Okay. I was a solo 14 year old baby. Yeah, little little Nino. Uh, we wouldn't have been friends. No, definitely not. <laughs> it would have been creepy. It would have been really creepy. Why you know the 14 year old? I don't know. I they haven't invented the cloud doll yet, so I need someone to cheer me on while I play games. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever call me your cloud doll again. <laughs> Don't compare me to cloud. You're a cloud AI. Okay. Well, and with that, uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Um, At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, now's the time of the show where we talk about our Patreon. So if you haven't, go check it out, patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You can support us over there for just $1 a month. You get the show early and ad-free, uh, the audio versions, uh, through your own private RSS feed. Get Yeah, pretty fancy. Uh, even has some fancy artwork. I think it's called uh, Super Gamer Boys Deluxe. I, I don't know if it, the artwork's gone through. I updated it. I need to check on my app and see if it's gone through, but... Um, yeah, get it a couple days early. Usually I'll try to get it out the night we record. So tonight 
look forward to it. Well, two days ago, look forward to it. <laughs> um, uh, $5 and above, you get the show notes uh, when I create them. I usually try to make them Thursday or Friday, but life's been so crazy on Thursdays and Fridays that it's been more like Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but either way, you get a notification, you get the email that they're live on Patreon. You can go leave your comments just like Derek did earlier, and he has another comment later on. Um, and then, uh, let's see, we have our $10 and above is basically you get all those perks, you know, those earlier perks, plus uh, shout out on the show, you are a sponsor, Patreon sponsor. So we shout you out, JJ makes fun of you, um, and we, uh, you know, pour our praises out on you because you guys, uh, yeah, kill it by supporting us at that such a high level. It's crazy. Um, and we have our producer level, $15 a month. Uh, we don't have a producer right now. We previously had one. It's a blast to have a producer who we can go back and forth with, shoot ideas back and forth. And uh, yeah, you just get a little more hands-on. Uh, our producer previously, uh, we had our segment Losing Reviews. Matt Liu <laughs> gave us terrible movies to watch, and we reviewed them every week, uh, every couple of weeks. It was a blast for a while. Uh, well, to an extent. Mortal Kombat's not a great film, but it was fun making fun of it on the episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to make us do terrible things um, against our will because you pay us money at $15 a month, then you can do that. Um, but yeah, terrible. Go, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Super Gamer Boys. Uh, it helps us. Yeah. Keep, keep things running. Buy games. Keep lights on. Uh, and uh, keep uh, JJ's belly full because when he gets hangry, boy, you don't want to see him when he's hangry. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. Alrighty, some new releases here. So <laughs> there was no releases. I just threw this one in here because I thought it was bizarre. Uh, Dead by Daylight, the asymmetrical multiplayer game that you all know and love on PS4, PC, Xbox One, Switch. Now, on April 16th, has come to iOS and Android. <laughs> Ooh. Sign that, me up. That sounds terrible. Uh, you know, if PUBG can survive on mobile, yeah, I think, I think Dead by Daylight's got a chance. But PUBG is a first person or third person. It's a shooter game. Fortnite is a shooter game. Call of Duty Mobile shooter game. They're all very like. There's a, a certain control scheme what that works Skyrim? very. Hmm? What about that? That's not on phones. Blades. That's not Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Blades. It's exactly. It's not Skyrim. <laughs> there's a certain control. There's a certain control scheme that works well on a mobile device. And when I think of Dead by Daylight and other asymmetrical multiplayer games using a touchscreen where I'm covering half the screen with my thumbs and I can't see where the bad guy is. <laughs> like, does not sound... You can hook your PlayStation up controller up to it. Yeah, you're right. But even still, like... I don't know. Like is that, it too that, hard to play games with your PlayStation controller on your phone? Is that what you're saying? It's hard to play games on a phone, period. That's what I'm trying to say. Every time I play, I play a game on my phone... Uh, well, I've talked about... I have uh, the... Uh, xCloud preview on my phone. I've, I've tried to play Halo a few times, like Master Chief Collection on there. And after a while, it just gets so hard. Like I'm squinting because things are tiny on there. Like yeah. even though I have an 8 plus, I have a pretty big screen on my phone. It's small for a video game. Like text is tiny. 
the grunts in Halo are very tiny, <laughs> very hard to see. <laughs> yeah. Like that type of thing. So I can't imagine Dead by Daylight when like you have to be super uber aware of where this person is and everything that's chasing you down and where your teammates are and what's going on. <laughs> it's like this little screen on a tablet. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Fired up on an iPad. I'm 100% on board with that. But just on like Android and iOS, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, it's going to be. That'll be interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. I threw it on there because I thought it was more humorous than anything. But. <laughs> Cool. Let's get into some what you've been playing. So I will let you take the floor, Zetch. Okay. Well, we've both been playing the same game. Yeah. So I'm so gonna touch, I'll, I'm gonna touch I'll, on the games that I that aren't the game that we both been playing, and yeah, then we'll both it. jump into our like that. Okay. That sounds good. Um. Okay. So my first first impressions for two separate games, I had a chance to basically turn on and play through a little bit. Number one was Control which was a lot of people's game of the year last year. Uh, PlayStation had a sale for like, it was like, there's something like 30 bucks. I was like, okay, okay. I could jump into a, into control for 30 bucks. Um, which made, is now on PlayStation now. So if you sign up for a year of PS now for 42.99, you not only get access to control, but hundreds of other games. Are you going to start sending people like an affiliate link or something on the show? I wish if Sony <laughs> gave me an affiliate link, man. I had pimped that out so quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, here's my here's here's my dilemma jumping into this game. So do you ever play, you remember Alan Wake? Yes, that's the same Wait. developers. Remedy, right? Yeah. So did you ever beat Alan Wake? So I never did played Alan Wake because I was an Xbox. Okay, it's been ported to PC. I think Epic Game Store gave it away for free. Like, yeah, yeah, I. You're right. It is on PC now, but yeah, I've, so I've never, I've heard of it. I've seen gameplay of it. I've never played it myself though, because okay. it was, uh, even though it was on 360, I had a 360. I just didn't touch it in that time period. Cause as a dumb kid who just played call of duty, Nazi zombies. <laughs> here's a, so here's my, here's my thing. When Alan Wake came out, I bought it used at GameStop and I was like, ah, oh, cool. Right on. So I bought it. I beat that game in a week. By the time I got to the end, I was so mad at the ending <laughs> that I took the game back and got all my money back. Because back in the day, you could buy a game used at GameStop, you'd return it in a week, you get all your money back. So far, Control, so like, Al- Alan Wake and, and Control have this very similar feel where it has like this really eerie, creepy, mind-bending storyline. You're like, I'm not, this is obviously going to be one of those things where our you're not going to understand what's going on until like the very end of the game. Hmm. Um, so I'm like playing it and I'm kind of apprehensive because I felt so burned by the ending of Alan Wake that I'm like, how much time do I want to commit to this thing before I find out I hate the ending, if I hate the ending? So I don't All know. Right. The gameplay in it is pretty cool so far. I haven't had a chance to really jump into it, but those are my first impressions of it. It's an absolutely gorgeous game, absolutely well acted. I can see why a lot of people would rank this if it continues on this trajectory of being weird and but still fun. Then I can see why a lot of people would make it the game of the year. So I'm interested to get I have a more detailed report the farther along I get into it. But okay. those are just kind of my first impressions. I'm cool. a little I'm a little apprehensive <laughs> on it. You know, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler because they already announced it all over the place but the dlc basically confirms that alan wake and control are in the same universe like so they are connected so screw that game i'm done 
So if you didn't like Alan Wake, like, oh yeah, I guess there's some DLC that's either come out already or is coming out that basically ties, confirms it. And like, there's hints, I guess, throughout the game. And then it's, there's DLC like, Hey, like it's, I think in the artwork for, uh, the DLC, it's like Alan Wake with his little flashlight or whatever. So they're, they're connected. It's all the same worlds. <laughs> so. I don't. I'm, I, 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 I feel bad if that kind of spoiled the whole experience for you. But I mean, it's been all over like news sites and stuff for a while. So it's just like uh, just just, just so you know, just so you know what you're getting into. Since you hated just Alan so Wake, you know, maybe, you should maybe, know. maybe maybe it's not worth you know. Maybe it's not worth putting all the time and effort if you already hated Alan Wake. I don't know. Although there are some My, people who nominated Control for Game of the Year last year. Like people really love it. A lot of people nominated it for Game of the Year. A lot yeah. of people I respect. But a lot of people, those same people also nominated Alan Wake, too. My okay. problem with Alan Wake wasn't the gameplay. My problem with Alan Wake wasn't exploration or the world building. It was really interesting. It was the plot. Like, mm. by the time you get to the end of it, I'm not going to spoil it. But I was like, really? Really? That's what we're doing with this? I spent all that time to find out that this is what's been going on? I was so mad. <laughs> so It's all been a dream the whole time? <laughs> I've never played it. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But <laughs> we'll have more discussion on the top line. Okay. We don't have, I feel bad if I like totally just blew something up for you, but so, uh, for um, everyone out there. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's interesting. The real okay. thing I'm actually I can't wait to jump into more is a game that I actually cherish and will forever hold a special place in my heart. Fallout 76 got their okay. new free update, Wastelanders. And let me tell you, I got to spend probably about like 30 minutes to an hour running around in this revitalized world. How many NPCs did you see? A lot. There's, yes. So like when it first started up, it loaded me right where I initially started. And I'm like, I don't see anybody around. And my <laughs> wife, who is a gaming genius, she goes, oh, usually when they update the game, they usually have you go back to um, the start of it. So I was like, okay, so sure enough, I went back to uh, Vault, uh, Vault 76, and came out, and uh, or not came out, but like just like warped there. I was like, oh, there's some people. Those people send you on a quest, and those you go talk to more people and give you more quests. So it is very, from my initial impressions of it, the quests are all kind of lame. It's like, oh, there's a treasure buried in Appalachia. Uh, we just have to go find it. <laughs> so it's okay. pretty weak sauce uh, reason to go exploring, but... Does it feel like it's building to an actual like storyline though? Like it could be a full-fledged Fallout type game or is it literally just like fetch quest type things? That's all Fallout is, bro. All Fallout is fetch quests. But, but I mean but there is an overarching story still where in 76 no, up until there's now no, there's no and, and right now it's the same There's no Fallout 76 already had an overarching story which was hey, you got to go figure out how to build a world here. This one's more of a it sticks true to the roots of what 76 was meant to be, which was a playground. Okay. You know what I mean? Like 76 wasn't supposed to be a fallout three or fallout four with like a, Hey, go save your son or go find your dad. It was go, go explore, go re, uh, uh, yeah. Go repopulate the earth. Repopulate the (laughs) earth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and that's fine. Like, and I, that's, I think that was why it was such a turnoff for a lot of people. And what makes that game fun is going to be playing it with friends. And so NPCs in the game isn't going to change that. I think I'm still going to have more fun with the game if I can play it with friends. But it's definitely a step on the right path. 
yeah, I can see why it took him so long to actually build it out, just because it's going to have a lot of trails to go follow. So, and it uses yeah, some mean, elements of stuff that was already there, like the mayor of Grafton. Oh, of course, you know, he's like, oh, go talk to the Grafton mayor. He'll have some more stuff for you to do. So it's like, it's still, it, it, as I said, it revitalizes the world, I feel. Okay. So. Yeah, because I mean, that was, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, that was, I, I played just a little bit, like a couple hours of Fallout 76. And my problem was I didn't have the friends to play with. I didn't have, you know, <laughs> the connections uh, on PS4. So I was just playing alone. I'm like, this, this sucks. And I, I wanted a Fallout 3, New Vegas, Fallout 4 experience. Um, yeah. And just wasn't getting that. And so the like, guy bailed pretty quick. So I'm like, ah, this isn't for me. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think with more friends, like it probably would have been a game I got lost in for a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, so I don't know. It's interesting. But that DLC was supposed to come out like what, last September. spring or something or last, last fall. Year. Yeah, it was, it got pretty heavily delayed like, a couple times. I think it got delayed because it was supposed to come out even earlier this year and then got delayed again um, till now. So I don't know. Well, I, at, le- at least it finally came out, but man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a, what a journey it's been. Um, yeah. but that's cool. uh, go. It's definitely a good reason to go check out that game again, especially since it's free. So I'm, I, the DLC actually, is free. The DLC is free, not the game. Right. Yeah. But, Although uh, the game is so cheap. You can get it used for so stinking cheap because everyone hated on it so much, even though it's not necessarily a, bad game just yeah. got so much hate like you can go to gamestop and get it for like dirt cheap yeah it still glitches it's still glitch it really it. i was playing on xbox one x i have it on xbox one x and then here's how here's how crazy i am i bought it on xbox one x and then i bought it twice on pc bought it once for me and once for my wife because i wanted to play with my wife you can get a pre-owned, sorry, uh, pre-owned for 10 bucks. <laughs> so go get a pre-owned go copy get, of Fallout 76 for 10 yeah. bucks. Yeah, there you go. And it even comes yeah. with uh, 500 Atomic things. Currency. That'd be awesome. I would love to play with anybody on there, so hit me up. Because um, that'd, be, that'd be great. I'll put it in our Xbox, our gamer, Super Gamer Boys Xbox group. Heck yeah. Cool. Anyway, uh, that, that's my, those are my sentiments. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. You know, and, and it just gives you an excuse to jump back in a world you already enjoyed. It's beautiful. That's always, that's always yeah. a good thing. It is a beautiful, that's the thing. Like when I first jumped in, I'm like, this, it looks amazing. I, I liked, I so wanted Fallout, Fallout 76 to be more because I just love the aesthetic. Like that yeah. West Virginia, like Appalachia, like all of that is like, okay, this is up my alley. All like the weird, like um folktale monsters like mothman and all this stuff i'm like this is awesome stuff like i'm all about this and then for it to like for it to be what it was and me not to have the the connections to like play it i'm like oh this is a bummer like i wish i wish it was a regular fallout because this world that you created is exactly what like i enjoy yeah (laughs) like all the things i love and enjoy just without all the people and story to make it cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. So I don't know if anyone's out there plays on PS4, let me know. I mean, I'm pretty busy at this point with other games, but in the future, I'd definitely be interested in trying, trying it again, especially in the next few months as games stop coming out because of COVID-19. So it'd be, you know, might be worth going back and trying it again when there's not a new game to, to play. I That's another thing that we should talk about someday, but yeah, GameStop. 
I don't think they're ever coming back. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think this is a death nail. I'd be shocked if I was already thinking, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were dead by the end of the year. And then this happened. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, it really would not be surprising at all if they were not non-existent by the end of the year or next fiscal year, <laughs> like next March, had, April. They had Fred G. fils on their board. So there was, there was hope for a second. And then yeah. pandemic. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's still technically on the board, but it's like, what what can you do? Like, what what do you do? Like, <laughs> the pandemic has literally tied your hands. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, so. although anyway. they're, they're trying, they're trying. I get an email like every other day, like, oh, essential work from home, blah blah blah. Here's deals on keyboards and mice and headsets for your business calls and work. I'm like, yeah, okay, what? Well, you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> you quit fooling yeah. yourself, guys. I feel bad for the uh, marketing team. That's that's, that's some tricky waters to navigate. Right. So what's uh, the third game you've been playing? Oh, the that third we, game? We've, that we've been playing. I, th- I don't know. Have you heard of a little uh, game that everybody's been talking about? I don't know. You might have been seeing it bounce around in your Twitter feed from time to time called Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have heard of that one once or twice, and uh, I have, in fact, been playing it. Oh, have you now? Interesting, because I, I in, have too. Indeed. Indeed. Can <laughs> <laughs> okay, we sound a little too ridiculous for everybody out there now? Yeah, we good? <laughs> Call it? All right. So Final Fantasy VII Remake. So yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because yeah. in the Discord, you kind of put out this statement that kind of gave me the immediate thought like, oh, Zetch is just, this is complete. I don't know what your thoughts are. So this is no spoiler for what your review is going to be. But I was like, Zetch hates this game. He hates it. Like the what you said really set it up like you are disappointed and you do not like it. Um, and I even texted you right away. You're like, wait for the podcast. I'm like, oh man. So I've been waiting on eggshell, eggshells, you know, or on the wait on the edge of my seat. I'm bad with like the, the, the little phrases tonight. I said that wrong one earlier. Right now, I just said I've been sitting on eggshells. Like that's not what you do. You, sit, you um, could sit on eggshells because technically it's different. You are sit sitting down. Yeah. Um, it works. I've been I've been <laughs> on the edge of my seat though to hear what's going on in your head, right. thinking about this game. So go. Okay, so let me say right out the gate, I think this game is still overrated. Okay? Now, with that said, I am loving the crap out of it. It is a contender for my game of the year. Uh, I don't, I overrated, I think that a lot of people are giving it like a perfect score. This game is not a perfect score to me. Um, mm-hmm. I still have some uh, some issues with it, but this this game is outstanding. It, it it blew my expectations away in so many ways. So, have you have you played Five Nights Seven? If I remember right, you played a little bit of it, right? So the original one, I bought it on Switch, like uh, last year sometime, and I played up through uh, up through. I think I am I in like the sewers or something after you do the whole like dress up thing, yeah, cross dressing thing. Then you like drop into the sewers. I got even quite a bit into that. And then for some reason, my game didn't save one time. So then it put me all the way back to, I now have to go find a dress for the ah, dress up thing. And so I was like, I don't want to do all that all over again. Like I was yeah. like two or three hours beyond that. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like yeah, later that. I'll go back, which just, I'll talk about it a little later, or, you know, after you t- give more of your impressions, but mm-hmm. this is making me want to go back and play the original now, to be honest, but it doesn't you continue, make, you, can, okay. you continue yeah, it, on. It doesn't yeah, make you, me want to play the original. I don't okay. want to play, go back and play the original. The original to me, um, is a good game for what it was at the time, but it did not age well. 
uh, graphically, story, interesting world, cool characters. But yeah, what what Five Fantasy Seven Remake did really well is it took this discombobulated mess that was Final Fantasy Seven and was like, okay, we're not just gonna copy and paste scene for scene the whole thing. We're actually gonna add so much more story and so many more depth so much more depth to characters and characters that were literally like footnotes in the original Final Fantasy Seven story oh, yeah. are like major players. In I mean this even story. even just the fact that so okay, like for me to get to that uh the um <laughs> the the dress scene and the original game on my Switch took me what only a total of like three or four hours to get yeah. to if if that maybe uh I have not even hit that scene in the remake and I'm just hit ten hours. Yeah. See, so it's beefy. The remake's beefy. There's <laughs> like, so much more content in it. And that's yeah. what blew me away. I was like, you're gonna you're gonna sell me a a third of a game? Like no. I know people we were all like furious when we kind of not all of us. A lot of people some people were confused. Some people were furious, depending on where you stood on the whole, like how much you love the original. Like we were all just like, how's this going to work? How do you sell a third of a game? And then, yeah, playing it. this, it's like, this isn't a third of a game. This is a whole game. A this whole, is huge. <laughs> it's a whole Final Fantasy game. Okay. Yeah. So I got, let me start off. Number one thing that I love about the most, I love the artwork. I love the graphics. Okay. That's kind of a given. Like everybody who looks at this game, you'd be an idiot not to think that this game has just absolutely outstanding graphics. It's beautiful. You can tell, although, although that they're, oh, what? You, you you keep going. You can tell that a lot of the graphical power is used on the characters primarily. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, that's why I wanted you to finish because I think you know I think you're going to say it, and I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, I've noticed, and I'm even playing on a PS4 Pro. I don't, do you have a Pro? Nope, I got a Slim. Okay, I'm on a Pro, and even that during conversations, not so in cutscenes. Every inch of every surface looks spectacular. Yeah. In game, your character looks spectacular and everything else looks pretty good. But for some reason, whenever I have like dialogue, when it's like it's it's not a full cutscene, but it like zooms in yeah. and you you don't have control of anything and it's like it's them talking, dialoguing back and forth. Um I'll notice like in a background, like, oh, that door doesn't even have a texture on it it's just like gray and fuzzy right and like that bottle on the shelf of alcohol like is just like a blur like it's like yeah it's just like a blob i'm like i'm on the ps4 pro like this can handle it like you can put those in there like i i understand on the slim doing something like that i'm like i should be those textures should at least be available for this system to like search for it's almost like they didn't even or maybe not just like they're just like screw it those characters characters are amazing looking amazing yeah pores in their skin which for anybody yeah. else would be gross, but for the level of detail they really give these characters is insane. No, it's like a good thing our uh, <laughs> good, good thing our uh, webcam my webcam isn't that good because man, blurry, I, I have a very uh, very porous nose. Unfortunately, it's a <laughs> genetic trait that uh, I hate. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Some people got porous noses. But um, second thing is the storytelling and world building, which is something I didn't care for really in Final Fantasy VII. Which is interesting because I actually. I like the characters of Final Fantasy VII, and I was actually, I fell in love with Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, the movie, remember that? I don't know if you ever watched that. I never saw it, but I remember when it came out. It was one of those things I wanted to watch it, and just because of my age, my parents were like, no, you can't watch that. I'm like, okay, I just never went and watched it. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, no, I remember watching that. I I own like the special collector's edition of that DVD, and uh, amazing. Okay, super cool. But I never I understood it. Should you, you still have that DVD? I do. Yeah. I might would like to. No, uh, you can't borrow that. my stuff. You can't touch my stuff. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'll borrow all of it. Okay. I see this. That's kidding. Jeez, man. <laughs> I was playing. Uh, oh, dude, you can borrow it anytime. Um. It's so what's I think that's I keep kind of comparing Five Nights Seven remake to that movie, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to get farther in this game so I could understand more about that movie, hmm. which is a testament to how terrible the storytelling and stuff was in the first one. So I, I think that telling. like yeah, so I think I mean like I feel that uh, what Seven remake does is basically the super director's cut version of Final Fantasy 7. It's what it's the game they wish they could have made when they made Final Fantasy 7. And you can tell that every bit of love that they had for that franchise, that story is poured into this game. Every scene, every shot was so well thought of. Like it's I, I am enthralled in the story in this version. I absolutely love it um how uh how do you feel about some of like the so i think well up it's because i'm in i just hit chapter eight or nine i forget i think it's eight or nine uh you're in chapter six or seven i think you said yeah i'm like six hours deep and i finally hit Uh, chapter five i'm like halfway through chapter five oh five okay um yeah, and so we've only had one section so far. I, I know there's more later on from what I've heard from other people. Uh, how do you feel about some of like the little more like questy, like yeah, doing all like the random like side quests and stuff? Because I, I'm a completionist, obviously, and so in that first section, I went through and did all those side quests. I'm like, I can't stop till I have them all. I can't stop because that's just me. I'm like, I, that's why open world games like Fallout and Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that like take me ages because i can't stop myself i can't help myself um but i honestly as dumb as some of them are like going and finding cats around town like i was still was like this loving being in the world but how are you feeling about like some of the side quests how did did you like those or yeah so i think it does so kind of the side quest kind of like final fantasy 15 i think that's another thing what i like about it too is final fantasy 15 is one of my all-time favorite final fantasies like I love Final Fantasy. Don't get me wrong. I've been a Final Fantasy fan since I think 10 was the technically like I think Final Fantasy 2 in the US and Final Fantasy 4 was the first one I ever played and I loved it. I was like a little kid. But um, Final Fantasy 10 was the first one that I was like, wow, that was an amazing story. So I played every single Final Fantasy ever since then and even gone back and played through um, parts of 7 and parts of most of 8 until my save got corrupted. Mm. Um, But what this game does really well is that manages it blends them pretty well like the final fantasy 15's combat mixed with like the storytelling of the older final fantasy so like mm-hmm. to answer your question yeah. about side quests it's it's not exactly open world as much as like a, a traditional rpg would be right and that's yeah based on the chapters so yeah. like you get these side quests that are just kind of more modular which isn't yeah. bad because you know, okay, the side quest is just going to happen within this time frame. It's not something I can 
have to wait to go get stronger to go do. Yeah. I either do it's it not, now or I don't do it at all. Yeah, it's not something where like, oh, uh, you know, I don't feel like finishing it now. I'll finish it in 10 hours. Like, no, if, as soon as you leave that zone, that quest is gone. Yeah. Like, so it is a little different than a normal open world type thing, but yeah. Which is nice because I think it, it puts a, a deadline on your, si- your side quests and you don't feel like you're diddling around for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy 15 was like that. It was like, I'd get like a side quest and be like, well, I'm two weeks to go take care of those monsters. I guess I better go find something else to do. I don't even know where to go right now. So like, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do the story. Um, but I like, um, I like the, I like the way they manage it in this game. I mean, yeah. It kind of gives a for more casual gamers a chance to just enjoy a story all the way through, and then a chance for people that are more into just completing, you know, really, you know, wringing out every drop of their cash out of a game they can they can run around this world. Hmm. How do you yeah. feel about the uh, anime esque dialogue? Uh, I it's definitely taking some getting used to because I don't let's say they watch a ton of anime or anything like that. But mm. I don't know. I also like weirdly have been kind of just like, Oh, this is kind of fun. Like is out of places. It seems sometimes, um, what is it? Uh, wedge and bigs. Yep. <laughs> like, especially wedge. Like when he's just like, Oh, my tank is empty. I need to fill up. I need to go some, get some pizza. Like in the middle of a mission, you're like going to like bomb a Mako reactor. And it's just like, dude, like chill out. Like <laughs> this is serious business. And you're complaining about, you know, wanting some, uh, some, some pizza or whatever. Or like the way like, uh, Jesse, like, uh, interacts with cloud and stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's a little over the top. <laughs> it's like, so very like anime esque, very hardcore. Like, okay, this is, um, they, they went a certain direction and they really kind of drove it home. They were like, okay, this is what we're going for. And that's what we're doing. And, um, so on one hand, it's like, it caught me off guard only because, and I don't know if I've talked about this on an episode, but I don't really, I've tried, so I've played a lot of the Final Fantasy games. I don't think, or I know, I've never, I've never beat one. I've never beat a Final Fantasy game. There, there are those games that, in my head, similar to like Pokemon, I've explained. Well, back in the day, I loved Pokemon, but how I am with Pokemon today, where in theory I love Pokemon, but the way Sword and Shield ended up, I didn't love it enough to beat it. Like I was like, this is, this is whatever that's how I've always felt about final fantasy where in theory, like I love them. Like I always love the aesthetic and the characters are always kind of cool and crazy and like, Oh, like just different. I just, I don't know compared to anything else I've, I played growing up as, you know, uh, uh, American white male who lived in the country, grew up working on a farm and stuff like that for me to go from like shooter, you know, call of duty or back in the day medal of honor on ps1 ps2 um to like anything that was like japanese influence i I think that's one of the reasons i love metal gear so much because it's like an american story but very like japanese still (laughs) like as those influences um and so yeah it definitely caught me off guard but i was like i like it like i don't know there's something about it i like the the cheekiness of it i like like the weird goofiness of it even if it is out of place yeah (laughs) It's not, it's not bad. I was just going to say, uh, I just, um, at the part of the game where I, I'm at now, I'm kind of meeting back up with Aerith. Is that her name? Mm -hmm. Iris. Um, or 
I think, well, that was her, her name originally. They changed it in, in remake. I think it's Aerith in this game. Oh, well, I her know name was, her name in, was in the, Aerith in, and in the, Iris on like so many different translations on the old one. So I don't. Yeah. So I think it was originally like Aerith or Iris or something, and they changed it to Aerith with a TH in this game. Together. Okay. Whatever. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, the girl, yeah. The so the girl, the flower girl, like there's definitely some, like they go a little over the top with her, like the whole section I just finished playing literally like a couple hours ago. I was just like, okay, that's a little over the top. Like, I don't know how much more of this character I can handle, <laughs> but I know, I know I've only just technically like met the character and there's going to be a lot more character development with her. And so I'm like, I'm sure it's not going to be like this forever, but at least at first it's like, oh wow. Okay. She's like, you could tell like she has a serious side, but she's really playing up this cutesy ditzy side just to, and, and you can tell it's just a troll cloud. And, and honestly, it's like one of those things where it's like getting, it's like trolling me and like getting on my nerves too. I'm just like, I know you can be like a normal human being. Like, why are you doing this? Like, stop trolling me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, this is one of those things where I was like, okay, I can't wait until she finally develops and stops like acting all like, Oh, I'm so dumb and cute. Cause it's like, I know you're not like, I know you're smart and I know you can like, you're capable of this, but you're just like being like, that's, you know, that's, that's whatever. That's a that's regular just, anime trope. Like that's like a yeah. regular thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I am loving this game. So that's, yeah. With all that to say about me, like as far as my history, I always loved them in theory and never beat them. This one, I'm like, Oh, I'm a hundred percent in. And I think a reason I bailed on Final Fantasy 15 before is because the combat scared me because I, so I never played 13. That's the one I didn't play. So I, the whole like real time action oh. kind of combat, uh, that, you know, that's 15 has and everything like that. And seven has, I, I just wasn't expecting it. I knew Final Fantasy as the basically like, Oh, you stop and take turns and that's how combat works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so jumping into 15 kind of freaked me out. But now that I understand how the combat works in seven and honestly, yeah, I'm loving some of like the story beats and just everything going on. I'm interested in checking out 15 again and even trying some of the older ones over again. Cause that's, I've just never revisited them. Ten. I, mean, I play, I played them. 10 is one. I actually, I played the death out of a, uh, I was it a pizza hut demo disc. Cause I'm PS, PS2. I had like a Pizza Hut demo disc that had Final Fantasy X demo on it. Wow. And I played like the first hour of that game over and over and over and over again. And I've never played the full version, but it's on PlayStation now, I'm pretty sure. So I, <laughs> I might go back and play it. <laughs> the, the end of ten is one of the best endings to a game I have ever played. Like, mm. it was emotional and sad for all the right reasons. Ah, that game. Dang. That game is awesome. That, oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite games of all time. So, so, so yeah, if anything, like with all this, to, like with everything I've played so far, I'm 100% in and loving Final Fantasy. And it's honestly like reinvigorating this kind of like this love that I had for the idea of it and even pushing that further, like not just loving the idea of it, but also like, no, I actually want to get into more of these, these the older classics and like actually play them and not just like love them because I love the aesthetic, but love them because, you know, I actually play the game and I love the games and characters and stuff. So it's really, that's why I mentioned earlier, I'm interested in checking out seven, the original. I mean, I own it on switch already. And it's like, you know what? Like 
I know it's going to be different. Um, and everyone has their opinions, whether it's good or bad, but, uh, if anything out of curiosity, like, okay, like what was changed? What was added? What was taken? I mean, already in the first, <laughs> from what I've played so far, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. A lot's different, but I'm curious how the rest of it goes. And I want to know the whole story. Like this is, like you said, the remakes only a third of the game. It's like, I want to know how the whole story ends. Like, of course yeah. I'm going to go play the original. So yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I want to chat about the combat system real quick. Okay. Because this is one of the best combat systems I've ever played. It's pretty it, good. It's so it's really interesting in the sense where you like, you know, like when you play Final Fantasy 15, it's like you can kind of set the AI of your of your buddies to do different things. Kind of same thing with like 13 was like, you know, you have like your auto battle and you do stuff like that. Especially 12, the AI system in 12 was like a really big key component. What this game is different is it kind of abandons that artificial intelligence, you know, programming your people to do certain moves at a certain time and actually you end up controlling your entire party in real time and not just uh, focusing in on a, on a single character and you have to you like have i just to. i i just hit a boss battle uh yeah like right before the chapter i just got to and i was like holy cow like if i don't switch i die like you have to like they force you so you're playing all three players in the party and i'm like holy smokes like this is crazy yeah. <laughs> like yeah which is and really cool. The way they lay it out with like the, the attack gauges building up and being able to be like, okay, so I'm going to attack with Cloud to get his limit break up, and then I'm going to go back to Barrett to make sure his limit breaks up. Then I can hit the summon with Cloud, execute the limit break with, you know, Barrett and Tifa. Like the way it like all just like blends together, like once you get it and it clicks, it's like just one of the, it's one of the funnest combat systems you'll ever play. Because it's so strategic for being so quick. Yeah. Like, it, is... It's a lot. It's a lot. Cause honestly, like, and like I said before, like that's one of the reasons I kind of bailed out of like 15 is cause even that kind of freaked me out. And then like getting into this one, I'm like, I honestly, for the first nine hours I was playing just as cloud. Like I did not like really playing as the other characters, but then I got to this one boss battle. I'm like, Oh, you have to switch. So like I died a couple times fighting this boss, but once I figured it out and clicked and like you start, figuring out a the controls like how to switch everything quick like i go over here like and then also yeah coming up with those strategies like how the heck do these people's powers and abilities and weapons work together how how do i make them work together and before you go into a fight like making sure your materia is like synergistic in that way yeah um it's like which is it's huge like that makes a huge difference making sure everything works together um in which like even I beat the boss battle and afterwards I'm like, if I would have just tweaked like these two little things, it would have been a hundred times easier. Like I wish I would have just like went to a shop and bought this, like these two items and like it would have helped me. But I just, just like too like stubborn. I'm like, no, I'm going to figure it out. It's <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to, you know, fight my way through it. Like, and, and I did it. I finally beat it. But I'm like, holy cow, it would have been easier if I just wasn't stubborn. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm liking the combat a lot. And like, even though it is so different than what I th always thought of and what, you know, some people might think of Final Fantasy being just like the um, turn-based combat and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a great change. Like if future ones are like this, like 16 or whatever they end up doing in the future, um, <laughs> this I'm, be set, I'm Final down. Final Fantasy Remake Part 2. That's the next one. 
But I can, right. I'm just kidding. I can see why they <laughs> spent so many years working on this game, though. I mean, like they were talking about this since like what PS3 days. Yeah, like this uh, is oh, this is one of those games that was never like it wasn't coming out. Everyone's like, no, nah, it's never coming out. It's so for it to finally be here, it's like holy crap, it's out. Yeah, and it's really good. Um, and which just surprised me. It's it hit me the other day that I was so hyped for Resident Evil 3 this year. Like that was like, I was super excited for it. And it's so interesting to me. It was really like oh, this weekend, I was like, man, like that was a game I was sure was going to be like game of the year contender for me. And I wasn't even planning on buying Final Fantasy 7. It's so crazy to be here now a week after Final Fantasy 7 or a week and a half Final Fantasy 7 has been out. And Resident Evil 3 is definitely not anywhere close to being game of the year for me. And this game is like, well, like, oh, this might be my game of the year so far. Obviously, there's Last of Us 2, maybe, I don't know, coming yeah. out. Cyberpunk, maybe, coming out. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. There's other games, but I this Halo game... Hey, yeah, Halo Infinite. <laughs> this game just really just like blew every expectation of mine out of the water because, like I said, a week and a half ago, I wasn't even going to pay for the game. I was like, I'm not even going to give it the time of day. I literally pre-ordered it the day before because you were just kind of like dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. And then I played the demo. I'm like, the demo is really fun. And man, it's, this game has just been a shock from beginning to end so far. I haven't finished it. I'm only 10 hours in. I can't wait for the next 20 hours, 20, 30 hours. (laughs) I like it when a game does that. It's crazy. Yeah. This game, it kind of shocked me a little bit too, just because I wasn't expecting such a, a more fleshed out version of the game. I didn't really, I didn't really like yeah. Just say it. A game I, that you hate. I don't. I don't Every, hate. Final, I don't hate Final Fantasy VII. I don't hate it at all. I just think that. I think I hate how much it gets lifted up as like one of the best Final Fantasies ever. And I'm like, it's not. There's so many other Final Fantasies that are so much better than this one. <laughs> Even six yeah. is better than seven. <laughs> Go back and play through six. But um, and obviously that's just my opinion. That's just how I feel. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's how I feel. And I think that's why I have right, so much right, angst right, right. <laughs> towards this the the very the original um but it's it's if anybody that a was interested in five ninety seven before needs to play the five ninety seven remake like if you're in, if you like that game before you're gonna love so much those are the people who are giving it like 10 out of 10s yeah like honestly like people who already loved final fantasy 7 are like holy crap this is the second coming of christ here because it's, <laughs> like, it's not a traditional remake i mean you look at resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 right which are kind of like the in my opinion the pinnacle of at the time how to do a remake especially resident evil 2 where it's like they took a concept and they made it way better they just took an old game dropped it into a new engine made it more modern but they yeah. final fantasy did for this one was like they took an old game, like an antiquated game, and the only thing they kept was the concepts. Like, I mean, like the storytelling. Like, that's the only thing. They like they kept the world. They kept the very, characters. very general storytelling. Because yeah, like we've already There's talked so about, much like more the fact the fact that they blew up like the first four hours of yeah. the original game into like twenty or thirty hours of this game. Like, that's yeah, crazy. It's so good. <laughs> I, it's really yeah. good. I find myself like turning it on and having a hard time turning it off. Like, oh, I was up until probably about one one thirty last night playing. I couldn't stop. I just kept playing, and I regret it today because I've been exhausted and had a headache all day. But I'm like, 
but then at the same time, like, I'm like, no, I don't regret it. Like, that game's amazing because I played it today on my lunch break. That's the thing. I'm playing late in the night and then on my lunch using remote play at streaming uh, right now. There's no data caps because uh, Comcast for because uh, everything going on with COVID-19, they took away my data caps. So I've been streaming everything <laughs> like bring on the streams. So I'm at work just enjoying this game on my lunch break. And oh, it's so freaking good. That's awesome. I love it. I yeah. I, it just, I can't state it enough, like how out of left field this came for me because I wasn't even going to give it the time of day. And then here we are. Now it's like game of the year contender for me. It just blows my mind. Yeah. I remember I texted uh, my buddy Steve before I bought it. And I was like, hey, man, so I'm contemplating uh, getting Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, and I don't know. I mean, like buying a third of a game is kind of a putting me off. And he's like, well, I think he's like, dude, we should just look and see how long it is. Because he doesn't have a PlayStation. He don't, he's, he's just got a, he has a Switch and an Xbox. So he can't play it yet. And he's a bigger Final Fantasy. He's arguably a bigger Final Fantasy VII fan. Or a bigger Final Fantasy fan than I am. And so he's like, well, look up how long it is. And maybe he's making a decision off that. I was like, that's a good idea. So I looked it up and I was like, 30 to 60 hours. That's that's a pretty good time that's to play it. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what made the decision for me. So yeah, I, I'm very pleased with my purchase. And I... I hope a lot of people can give this game a chance because even if you yeah. are not a Final Fantasy VII or you're not a Final Fantasy fan in general, if you're not a Final Fantasy VII fan um, in general, check out this game. It's it's it'll 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 blow you away. It's different. It's Anybody so different. that's a fan of RPGs is gonna love this game. It's gonna go down as one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Again, yeah. somehow. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Alrighty, well, we are late in the show. We talked uh, about Final Fantasy VII for a while, which is all fine and dandy with me because it's a great game. Um, so we're going to skip the question of the show this week. We will uh, try to get it in next week. At that point, we'll probably have JJ back, so it'll be fun. Yes. Uh, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't, go check us out. Patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys. Remember, just a dollar a month. Get episodes early, ad-free. Uh, the audio version's over there on your private R- RSS feed, delivered straight to your podcast app of choice. Uh, and then supergamerboys.com slash store. Talked about it at the top of the show, but uh, new t-shirt. Uh, Super Gamer Boys for present 2020. Go get the t-shirt or poster and uh, some of our updated merch now with Zetch's beautiful face on there. And beautiful pixelated it's uh it's wife approved your wife uh said that it's actually even hotter looking than just is in real life so it was impressive <laughs> so you did me, you did me a service garrett thank you so much yeah, i just walk anytime. around the house with a print off of that on my face now like what's up girl how you doing <laughs> this seems terrifying it's like cut out where your mouth is i just imagine you cut it out just big enough so your lips are as stupid <laughs> like this. Hey girl, what's good? This is like really creepy looking. It's one of those uh, where you, they have like popsicle stick. We need to like move it down so the mouth moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, rate and review us, please. You can go over to uh, Apple Podcast app is um, preferable because they're kind of the big dogs out there. But wherever you can leave a review, leave a rating for us. That would be super helpful. Find us during the week. Uh, if, if you want to find us during the week, you can go to supergameroys.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at SuperGamerBoys, Facebook.com slash SuperGamerBoys. I'm on Twitter at GMorlang, and Zetch is over on Instagram at Zetch Keenan. 
and at nerd underscore dads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the, your nerd dads content earlier. So go follow them at both of those spots. You yeah. have some put up some good stuff, whether it's a, a TikTok or, <laughs> or whatnot, live stream your family uh, playing Beat Saber on the weekend. That was yeah, fun. That was cool. We, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> My son yeah. played on normal now. Getting, nice. Getting pretty good. We had a, we had to start cutting back though. This kind of like all you can think about now is oh, like he's his, just dreaming in he's, VR. Yeah, he's just like, can I play Beat Saber, Dad? Can I play Beat Saber? No, <laughs> can't play Beat Saber. We also let him oh, play a game man. called Space Pirate Trainer. So you shoot like all these little droids. Okay. He's getting pretty good at that too. That's pretty funny. Nice. But, That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. Check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics and Facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. Oh, that's the end of the show. Usually uh, JJ has some funny little quip or story to throw in here to uh, keep you all uh, just holding on to every last <laughs> whim and second and possible uh, piece of entertainment you can squeeze out of this podcast. <laughs> but I have nothing for you. So uh, for uh, uh, for Zetch and I, uh, I don't even know what he normally says. What does he say? See you guys next week. I'll All catch right. you on the flippity flop. Later. <laughs>